Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a special Tuesday, November 28th, 2023 edition of the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So a lot of people are looking forward to the debates on Thursday, this Thursday, November 30th, between the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Now, my guest for today, John Cox, actually ran against Gavin Newsom in 2018 as the Republican candidate for governor in California. Obviously, John did not win. California is a predominantly Democratic state, and John has written a book called The Newsome Nightmare. So if you're a Gavin Newsom fan, you might want to turn this off. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. You should listen to what he has to say because it's very, very interesting. And, you know, I push back a little bit on certain topics and we agree on a lot of things. But overall, John is a really smart man and he's got some great ideas. And he talks about, again, his book, The Newsome Nightmare. And I have a, a link to that where you can buy it in the episode notes. But um, he also makes some predictions for Thursday with the debates that I think are pretty interesting and pretty spot on. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious right now. California is not in a great place. And I mean, I obviously neither is New York with um, our current administration under Eric Adams. You know, he's under a lot of scrutiny. Um, allegedly, he is corrupt. He's being investigated right now. And on the other hand, Gavin Newsom seems to be on top of the world with the Democrats trying to push out Kamala Harris. Um, so Gavin Newsom can be the VP in case Joe Biden just gets full-blown dementia. But anyway, um, I'm going to play my interview with John right now. This is an ad-free episode, so you're welcome and enjoy John. John, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Laura. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you know, you're a very impressive man. You are very brave, I have to say. I mean, running as a Republican <laughs> in California, honestly. Well, there's 5 million Republicans, registered Republicans in California, 5 million. That's more than in just about every other state. So, mm. you know, there's just that there, there happen to be more Democrats, obviously. So, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and at this point, I think it's so interesting that even the mainstream media is reporting on the state, the poor state of California. I mean, what do you yes. make of that when even the mainstream media is is discussing how, you know, how terrible it is right now? Well, it's interesting because I have a piece on foxnews.com uh, today that highlights the fact that the major newspapers actually were against or, or, or were dismissive of the idea that the San Francisco cleanup took place. Uh, mm. You probably heard about that when President Xi of uh, China came to visit all of a sudden, yes. they moved homeless off the streets, and they actually cleaned up the streets. They wouldn't do that for the regular citizens, the, mm -hmm. the voters, the taxpayers. They did it for the visiting dignitary, and of course, the media that was uh, 
with him. Uh, you know, and this is just part of the whole thing. Uh, it, the Newsome nightmare is about the the nightmare of living in a state that's so badly run uh, by the politicians, in particular Mr. Newsom, who is more intent on running for president, as we know. He's going to debate Ron DeSantis this week, and, you know, that's all part of the shadow uh, candidacy he's undertaking. Uh, you know, he can't really announce because he's got somebody in his way in the White House, so he's doing a shadow <laughs> uh, candidacy. And, uh, you know, th- the trouble is he's been running for president probably since he was, uh, you know, a little kid. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, now it's coming to fruition, and he's the governor of the largest state in the country, the fifth largest economy, and so he's going to crow about that. But the fact of the matter is the book, the Newsom Nightmare, uh, details in great detail uh, yeah. and with a lot of interviews, a lot of personal stories in this, uh, how this state uh, endures uh, shortages of housing, energy, water, rising crime, an education system that doesn't teach, yet it still spends $100 billion a year, uh, the highest taxes in the country, uh, the most regulation in the country. Uh, frankly, Sacramento is basically owned by special interest groups, uh, and Newsom is all too happy to give them that control because they're going to help him be the president of the United States in his telling. And that's what we have to stop. Yeah. I mean, you, you brought up some amazing points. Now I, I was talking about two different things here. What you were talking about, how San Francisco actually got the homeless people off the street. I mean, that, that was, you're right. That was shocking. That was like, wait, so we do have the money for this. That's what you're (laughs) saying. We actually do have the money. Um, but I guess what I meant is the mainstream media actually acknowledging uh, the economy in California, like like you said, the energy crisis, homelessness. I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked to see that. And now, I mean, it's just it's funny because Gavin Newsom to me, I'm over here, you know, in my bubble in New York, we have our own issues, major issues, in fact. Major. Um, yeah, very yeah. similar to California. Very but similar. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Gavin Newsom, all you care about right now is skittles like getting skittles off the market and i'm like that that doesn't make sense um but tell me your thoughts on this because it does it it looks like the democrats are are priming to get rid of kamala you know have newsome slide on in there i mean what what is the probability what what do you think i mean we're living in unprecedented times that seems unprecedented but what do you think well, it's all about power, Lauren. I mean, obviously, they want to retain power. They realize that Joe Biden is just not up to the job. And frankly, his performance has been pretty horrendous. Inflation's been nuts. And we've got massive debt issues and problems around the world that aren't being addressed. And that's a real problem. Uh, but they don't know how to get rid of Kamala. You're right. She, her approval ratings are almost as bad as uh, you know President Biden's. And so... The idea of trying to remove her and slide Mr. Newsom in is something that they are going to have to wrestle with. The the fact of the matter is we do need something done with our political system, Lauren. I mean, let's face it. uh, Mm -hmm. It's been turned over to special interests in California, but that's also the case in Washington, D.C. I mean, I I don't think anybody would argue that our Congress is pretty dysfunctional these days. Yeah. And and, and we don't know what to do about it. it. I call it the four plagues that are running our country, special interest money, big media, negative campaigning, and the extreme voices. 
Mm. Uh, you know, these yeah. are four plagues that have really kind of turned off the voters. Uh, a lot of people just don't even pay attention anymore, Lauren. Uh, they basically don't even want to talk about politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and your circle of friends, maybe they do. But I mean, in the vast majority of people, they just look at it and they say, oh, my God, I threw up my hands. It's all advertising. It's all big money. It's all big lobbyists. It's all stuff that's way beyond me. I'm kind of out of the yeah. picture. I'm just I'm just going to give up on it. And, you know, that's dangerous for our democracy, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real problem. Fortunately, my book. The Newsome Nightmare. I'll mm-hmm. plug it one more time. Please, please. <laughs> it, it, it's on Amazon right now. And by the way, it's owned by a 501c3 education foundation that I started. So I don't oh, get wow. any personal benefit from it. What I want to do is I want to get out in the public a solution. It's called Hear the People. And basically, it starts with the U.S. Congress. As you know, Lauren, mm-hmm. the, the, the U.S. Congress is 435 people. It was fixed at that amount in the early 20th century. And because it's fixed in number while the population keeps growing, Congressional District now has 750,000 people. It's huge. Yeah. And it needs, and you need millions of dollars to run a campaign. And guess what? There are all kinds of groups and people who are lining up to give politicians the money to run their campaigns if they only do what they want, right? And, right. and that's the problem right. in our system, yeah. right? It, it's legalized bribery in essence, right? Mm. So, so I've devised yeah. a solution, and that solution is uh, at hearthepeople.org. Basically, okay. this solution is very simple. It subdivides the congressional districts, these big districts, subdivides it into a hundred little tiny districts. So think about it this way. A congressional district is 750,000 people. This makes the congressional district 100 sub-districts of 7,500 people each. Wow. So so tiny little districts, so a hundred of them. And each of those little tiny districts elects a representative. And after the election, those hundred people get together and decide among themselves which one of them goes to Washington, D.C. The other 99 stay home and carry on their lives like they normally do. They Hmm. keep tabs. They keep tabs on the person they send to Washington, but they basically don't have any more duties. The guy, the, the person that goes to Washington is really the, the congressman. Let me, let me play devil's advocate though, just for a second. Yeah. How, what is sure. the, what is your response though, to possibly too many cooks in the kitchen at that point? How, yeah. how would all those people agree on, you know what I mean? How would those meetings work? How would those hearings work? That seems like a lot, like a lot of people. In no, the- no, 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 no. Understand you still get 435 people that go to, to Washington. It's still okay. the same number of people. Okay. The, okay. The, the 99 that stayed home in that district, they go about their lives. They don't, yeah. they're, they're not involved in voting in Washington. They, they might talk to that person on a, yeah. uh, on a number of occasions, which they'll do by text or email or whatever way they communicate. Mm. But, but they're not going to be casting votes. No, the 435 is still the number of people in Washington. It doesn't change a thing that way. 
what changes is how that person is elected. Instead of being elected broadly mm. in a district of 750,000 people where you need yeah. massive amounts of advertising to get the job done, okay. they're, they're elected by you know these hundred people who are elected in these little tiny districts where you don't need money to get elected. Yeah. And that's the key to this. You, these little districts mean that you don't need money to get elected. And the Newsom nightmare... Lauren, is a nightmare because of these special interest groups. I mean, let's face it. It's the same thing in New York. The Teachers Association, right? The Teachers Union in Mm -hmm. in New York, just like in California, they raise tens of millions of dollars a year in dues, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's really... what do they do with that money? They buy politicians. That's really interesting. No, it's a super interesting point you make. I mean, I think... I think I'm in the mindset here of, you know, I I want to tell the Republicans a lot of things that they're they're doing wrong uh in in the sense of um not being able to to resonate with certain people like they should. I mean, and this is my experience from, you know, campaigning for red in New York. I said to moms at, you know, my kids school, like I I just said don't you care about crime? Don't you care about this criminal being released? you know, back onto the street to do something. And, and their answer, right. Is they can't associate with Republicans because number one, like the drag queen issue, which I agree with, which I'm like, I live in New York city. I've never had a drag queen approach my kids or I and be like, Hey, do you want to No, who cares? Like they're spending so much time on that. And, and same with the, you know, the Roe v. Wade, where it's like, that is to me, that is a very broad issue. It's, it's case by case. You cannot, do this and and look what's happened to the party because of some of these issues, right? And and let me also just say, I do I think it's healthy to dis- to disagree within a party. I think it's weird if you all agree on one thing. Like, you know what I mean? That's I think that's totally crazy. Uh, so it is healthy, but I'm kind of like you. You could really resonate Republicans with a lot of people if you just laid off the trans stuff. If you laid off the, you know, I, like I said, I live in New York City and I have young children, five and seven. My kids have never been indoctrinated at the library, John. They've never been, you know what I mean? Like it's, it is yeah. weird how, you know, you this is about, the focus. <laughs> but, but, but well, think about why that's the focus, Lauren. Then the reason it's the focus is because it gets clicks and it gets yeah. eyeballs. I mean, when you're talking about sex, when you're talking about drag shows, when you're talking yeah. about transvestites or whatever is the case or transgender transgender <laughs> you're so funny you're, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, get, yeah you're, you're going to get clicks cuz it's it's the abnormal it's the crazy and you're right it only impacts a tiny number of people but it gets an inordinate amount of media attention and the reason for that is because it gets those eyeballs i i agree with you if what we ought to be focusing on yeah. is education Education is a bedrock. I mean, huge. Mm-hmm. our status in the world is dependent upon education. And we've turned over our education to people whose main interest is yeah. the teachers, not the students. I mean, right. that's really oh, the bottom line, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And my, my mom, my mom was a Chicago public school teacher, by the way. I, I grew up in a single home, a single parent in Chicago. My mom was a member of the teachers union in Chicago. So okay. I'm not talking out of my head here. I know yeah, what I'm yeah. Uh, right, right. You know, education is so key. That's how I was able to be a success. And, mm-hmm. and, and that success, you know, if we could communicate that 
vision as a Republican that we want the students to benefit, not the, necessarily the teachers. We certainly want to pay teachers what they're worth. Of course. But we want the students to be primary. And that's not the interest. I mean, we saw that during the pandemic. Gavin Newsom kept the schools closed which even your newspaper, the New York Times, yeah. I don't know if you saw that last week. Did you see that editorial? Uh, I stay away from the New York Times, but um, but which one okay. was it? <laughs> well, they, they editorialized that they decided that shutting the schools during the pandemic was the wrong thing to do. Oh, yeah. I okay. read this, okay. and, and, I, and I almost fell off my chair that the New York Times came to the realization, which many of us had yeah. already come to, and that is, it was stupid to shut the schools. Kids weren't necessarily impacted by COVID. I mean, Newsom did that because the teachers union wanted that to be done. Yeah, and, I, I was going to say the teachers union, but I also feel like he very much listens to Hollywood as well. And and that oh, was sure. shocking to me that no one in Hollywood with children was like, hey, you know, why don't we should be reopening the schools? We should. This is really important. I well, mean, I, like and that's well, the other thing it. I. Yeah, no, I it's they, their kids were fine. My right. daughter, right? I ha- I had a daughter in high school. She had a computer. She had us. Yeah, we had a tutor for her. We could afford it. We we right. made sure she was fine. The, mm-hmm. the kids who were really hurt were the kids who need the help, and those are the kids in lower income levels that could not afford a computer or the or lunches. Didn't have a parent. Yeah, or well, but or didn't have a parent mm-hmm. at home to make sure that they attended class and. You know, the Los Angeles public school system literally lost like 60,000 children that just didn't show up for school. I mean, we won't know. We won't know, Lauren, for for maybe a decade or more what impact that's going to have on the future prospects of those children. And and we did it with hardly even a thought. You're right. It's 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 just it's just horrendous to me, especially as the the son of a teacher like I am. Uh, Mm. But that's just one aspect, uh, you know, Lauren, that we have so many other major issues that need to be addressed in this country. And, and they're not being addressed because our politicians are basically bought and paid for. And we just need to end, you know, that that situation and, and change the election structure. And, and yeah. that's what Hear the People is all about. I urge your listeners to go to hearthepeople.org. Okay. Uh, I'll put that in the episode it. notes as well. Definitely. I'll, I'll plug all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's I a, do it's truly revolutionary. I mean, yeah. we've done focus groups and even, you know, Democrats, high diehard Democrats are in these focus groups, mm. independents, Republicans, they all say, Oh my God, this is just so obvious. Let's get the money out, yeah. you know, get to get the voters back into the picture. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's like you'd think that this would be an easy thing to to overcome. I mean, I think it was something like, I don't even remember, was it, it was like 6 million people in New York didn't vote or something crazy like that the last election? Yeah. I mean, in, in the whole state, not just the city, there's 8 million people in the city. I'm talking about uh, the governor's uh, election. Like, I think it was something like 6 million people didn't even bother to vote. And that is what, that got me, that hurt. Not only not only that, Lauren, think about the ones that did vote. How many of them actually knew something about right. who they voted for or why they voted for them or the misconceptions that they had because all they got was some slogan from a TV ad or a social media post or something? I mean, yeah, I, 
this is serious stuff. This is the future of our country, the future of our children. Yeah. We ought to be devoting a decent amount of time. And it doesn't have to be so consuming that it's all we do. But it right. ought to occupy just a little bit more time than just looking at a headline. We, we need, we need yeah. people to be involved. I mean, and that goes back to sort of what I had said before when I was talking about Lee Zeldin and I, I was like, I completely understand this is, you know, you, yeah. you want to go with what, with what, you know, which was Kathy Hochul who took over for Cuomo. And they were like, well, no, it's not that it's, it's the abortion. And I was like, oh man, it will never change in New York anyway. Like we live in a state <laughs> where it, it's never going to change, but that didn't matter to them. But, um, while I, while I have you and before I have to run, what right. what are we what are you expecting from the debate uh, with DeSantis and Newsom? What are what well, are, what can we expect here? What do you think? You listen. They're going to throw a bunch of facts and figures around. They're probably going to go hammer and tong on abortion oh, because yeah. Newsom has established that he wants to be the abortion king. I mean, how many abortions happen in California as a percentage of the population? You'd think it was, you know. 70 or 80 percent the way he yeah. talks about it all the time i mean it's a tiny number of people right uh, you know at, at the same time desantis has established himself as you know uh, a pro-life uh governor and he's mm-hmm. uh, signed a bill to limit it i think to 15 weeks or whatever you know that's going to be a major issue because they know that they're based the 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 extremes of each side are going to be watching to see what they talk about and of course remember lauren the extremes of each party are the ones that vote in the primaries. Yes. And these two guys need yeah. those primaries. So they're going to talk about that. They're going to talk about maybe they're talking about homeless or taxes. But, you know, I hope some light gets shed. And, of course, mm. my mission here is to talk about Mr. Newsom's, you know, inartful management of California and yeah. also the, the solution that I'm proposing. And I, and I thank you for giving me the platform to do that. And I hope uh, enough people go to hearthepeople.org and look at this solution and, and demand yeah. and demand it be done. Because I yeah. got to tell you, the, the big media companies love the current system. They make billions mm-hmm. of dollars every year from all these ads. And yeah. I'm including the social media companies too. Facebook, are you kidding? They make billions from political ads. And yeah. we've got to take back our system from these guys. Yeah, I um I'm really excited to check that out too, John. I really am. And um yeah, I hope I hope uh for the debate that also I think it's Hannity that's going to moderate it. Yes, I hope he can he can be fair so there's no uh yeah, there's no excuses from from either side anywhere. That's always like yeah, a lot. But um but no, I want to thank you so much for joining me thank really. You. And I'll put everything in the episode notes that um that we spoke about so people can go thank to your you. website order the book and um and yeah thank you for sharing all the, your your well, extensive you. knowledge with us <laughs> well thank and, you oh, i really John, appreciate it where can people find you if they want to follow you well i guess i'm on twitter and facebook i mean i don't handle those things i have to say mm-hmm. i'm not that social media uh, you know i i've got white hair so i guess that makes me uh <laughs> less, less able to do those things it's all new you know and i i've got so much to do anyway but yes people can check me out on twitter i think uh uh, I don't know exactly. You actually, is, so you have two Twitters. I'll have to put the one that I believe um, that is you. D- you okay. had one that you hadn't updated for like 
three years because uh, since you ran for, or no, more than that, since you ran for governor. And yeah. then um, there's one yeah. where you're promoting your book. So I think that's the newer yeah. one that you're using. Do, so. the, do the newer one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. And, and, and ask me questions and, you know, find out where they can get the book. and everything. Perfect. Well, thank you, thank you. so much, John Cobb. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volex XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or to proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.